Hello, my name is Chance and you are currently listening to A Chance to Strive. Today was supposed to be our 20th episode, but I didn't necessarily like the turnaround that I had. And one thing that I forgot to take into account was the fact that Monday, I normally record on Tuesdays, Monday was literally a holiday, which means a lot of people actually spending time with their families and everything like that. And then, of course, that following Tuesday would be where everything picks up. So me doing a live stream episode when, well where people actually would actually have to sit there and actually ask me questions and watch me live. I realized it probably wasn't the most convenient thing for a lot of people. And I don't want this to be something that becomes an inconvenience for certain people to listen to or anything like that. So I decided to actually do a Q and a again, but this time I actually took it to TikTok. I'm like, I have not posted on TikTok as much as I normally do or anything like that. Cause it's just like, bro, as an influencer, you'll realize some shit. It's like at a certain point, when you have so much shit going on, like you kind of have to know when to prioritize and pick up certain things. So at times, social media is one of those things I have to dial down because there's so much other shit that requires my attention. But with that being said, we're actually going to go through the TikTok and the way I'm going to do it is I'm just going to go through the comments. TikTok, if y'all know how it works, for the most part, especially when I'm looking at my own comments, the one with the most likes always at the top, which means the things people want to listen to the most. So I'm literally just going to take that shit in order. And then at times... When it's things with zero likes, I'll just scroll through that shit and we'll pick them. But I thought it would actually be kind of interesting because I don't necessarily know how much of my following from TikTok actually listens to my podcast. It's more of one of those things where I put a very big emphasis on likes, Instagram and everything like that for me to actually do it. I feel like a lot of you guys are always going through something heartbreaking. And I get it. I feel you. Like, I understand. But I always get these questions. Okay, so the first question was somebody. Was somebody actually sent from us? The first question was actually from somebody I knew, but uh, she says, "How do you move on from someone you love, but they don't necessarily have your best interests at heart because they project their insecurities onto you?" I had an episode about like letting go and everything like that, and the one thing that I will say when it comes to that topic. When you're kind of trying to look for that closure, trying to move on, and everything like that, it's like. Them being that type of person, you know what it is that you want. You can't necessarily get it from them. And one thing I'll say is, at a certain point, the only closure that you need, like the only like reason that you're looking, or the only answer that you're looking for that you really need, when it's someone who isn't good for you, is this idea that it's like, are you willing to try to lose yourself? Just to keep that person around because they're familiar or because you feel a certain way towards them. At the end of the day, if somebody's detrimental to my mind, um, to my state of being, my mindset, like, and everything like that, it's like, if you're affecting these things, I can't keep you around. At the end of the day, it's like, no matter how much I love you, I have to love myself first and I have to make myself a priority. I got to put me first. I think that's like a TikTok sign, right? Yeah. Ways to improve confidence. Check out the last episode. I literally had a whole entire thing on this. So I'm going to let you just hit that last episode real quick. Uh, How to make your parents understand that they are wrong at times without offending them. Okay, see, this is the thing, right? I, and somebody in the comments replied to this and was like, if you have Caribbean parents, this is just never going to happen. For me, I'm not one of those people where it's like, I'll just sit there and just listen to what the fuck my mom has to say. Growing up, I had a lot of people tell me I was a disrespectful child. I wasn't fucking disrespectful. It was just motherfuckers being way too sensitive. For me, it's like my culture. I'm Haitian, right? I'm Haitian and Italian, but I was raised in a Haitian household, a Haitian culture and everything like that. The Italian side, that's just DNA. I'm not going to hold you. I take pride in it, but I don't know much about it at all. The language, like nothing. But the one thing that I will say is like for my mother, 
a very Haitian religious mother, you know, that just like you needed anything extra on top of Caribbean. But yeah, my mom, she doesn't really want to listen to what I have to say whenever I speak back. It's considered disrespectful, even if I don't raise my voice or do anything like that, do anything of that manner. But for me, I realized the fact that the reason why me and my mother were never on the same page is because we did not understand how to communicate with each other. And because of that, we failed to have a bond. And I mentioned this in one of my episodes, but I literally sat down and pretty much like forced my mother to listen to me like, bro, I'm speaking to you. Just listen to what your son is saying, the person you're supposed to love. The thing I've realized is with Haitian parents or Caribbean parents or parenting in general in a lot of um, toxic households, there is a lot of guilt trip where the people with purpose, oh, you don't love me. Like people never want to do stuff for me. My mom does a lot of that. And it's just like, I'd be sick of it because I'm like, bro, the amount of shit that I try to do for you. And for you to put so much emphasis on the little shit that I don't get to do for you, like the little inconveniences that you bring towards me and I'm not willing to accept that and shit. But the thing that I really had to get through my mother was like, I had to force her to listen to what it is that I was saying. And I had to show that emotional side. My mother is an individual where she is submissive. So I had that part where she's soft, you know, I can, she, she always tries to nurture, cater to your emotions. So I use that. I pretty much literally let myself cry in front of my mother. I'm like, bro, like, I want to have a bond with you, but every single time I sit there and I try to communicate with you, your first thing is you're thinking that I'm trying to control you, that I'm trying to run the house. And I'm like, no, your son that loves you, that's been with you for 22 years, wants to have a genuine bond with you where I can actually communicate with you. Even if I know you're not going to approve of certain shit, I don't want to keep things from you. I want to tell you and shit like that. But the more I constantly stuck that conversation onto my mother, the more that I realized she actually started to listen. All I'm saying is it is tiring. It is hella fucking frustrating trying to get through to somebody and they just don't seem like they can even fucking listen, bro. But sticking there long enough, they'll get it. And if they don't, just learn how to manage it. Learn how to make sure it doesn't affect your mental health and shit like that. Because I know a lot of parents that are the reasons why their kids are depressed and they don't even believe in fucking depression, which is insane. Okay, the next person asks, Nicki Minaj's legacy and impact, just saying she really inspired a lot of people. Um, if that's how you feel, I, I, I respect that. But Nicki Minaj didn't really inspire me or anything like that, so I can't really speak on it. But the one thing I will say about Nicki, because I respect her music and I actually fuck with her here and there type shit. She's one of those female rappers where it's like she's she's like actually a lyricist. I feel like a lot of especially in like today's music, right? For like especially like we look at her genre like R&B and um hip hop and shit like that will rap. One thing you'll realize is a lot of the women that are in that game like female rappers half the time whenever they want to be a mainstream type of rapper, it tends to they tend to like over sexualize their music and that's all they are known for. When you when you get to R&B and everything like that, it's a little more lovey-dovey and it's a little different. But for Nicki Minaj, for someone to be in that game like that, and yes, she does do that shit where she'll talk about the mainstream shit. Like, at the end of the day, you still got to put that out, but she's actually a talented fucking rapper. I feel like a lot of it wasn't necessarily because of her looks, you know, the fake cheeks or anything like that, but... Yeah, she's actually a pretty dope artist. I actually really fuck with her. And certain people might hate me for saying this, but if we're going to talk about Nicki versus Cardi... That's not even a fucking conversation. The fact that some people really say Cardi B is better than Nicki Minaj is actually sickening to me. Where is Cardi B right now? Like, is her name even relevant? 
No. Nicki Minaj. Is her name technically relevant? Is it is it bussin'? Not bussin'. But is it relevant? Yes, it's hella fucking relevant. The fact that y'all really try to compare this. Like, bro, Nicki's been doing this for how long? Cardi had a few hits and everybody got on her back. Like, right bottom. Bro, come on. She, she, she's not like that. What's your daily motivation to keep you going? Um, <laughs> My daily motivation to keep me going. I, I don't think I even have a daily motivation to keep me going. To be completely honest, I am my biggest critic. Like, I'm in a position where there's a lot that I've added to my resume, even in comparison to people my age or people that are a little older. Like, you have your own podcast, and it's doing really well. You've gotten ranked. Like, you're on social media. You have 1.5 million. I'm not saying, like, that means a lot. But I'm just saying I have so much accolades that I've added to my resume. And still, I feel like I'm not doing shit for the most part. Which is actually sickening. It's like the thing about being someone who's an old soul or for someone who's way more mature than your age. A lot of the things that people want to accomplish at a certain age, like a lot later in their lives, I want to accomplish those things. Now, a lot of people, when they think about buying homes, you want to buy a home when you're in your 30s. You want to buy a home when you're in your late 20s, starting a family. Or maybe you start off small with your family and then you want to expand on it. For me, no. Like I, I want to have my mother move into a house that I own within the next two years and I will own my first property within this year. So it's a lot of those things where it's like, it's hard for me to even celebrate a lot of the shit that I have going on for me because I only got here because I know there's so much further that I'm trying to get. So right now this is me just trying to pile up things, you know, make sure it lines up, stacks up. It's all for the bigger picture. This would be something that makes a lot of people and I am happy for the platform that I have and for things that I've been lucky enough to accomplish and do. But, bro, there's so much that I want to do that this doesn't compare much to it. But I understand that this is necessary, which is why I'm doing it and everything like that. And especially when you have so much going on, you don't understand how fucking frustrating it is. When you know you could be so great at one thing, but you have to manage all these little things before you really diverge into some shit. But the podcast and everything like that, it's like, those are things that I want to do long term. TikTok, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't mind doing the whole influencer thing, but that app is just so inconsistent, and I get tired of that shit. I'm not going to hold you. I don't know. Maybe I might rebrand at a certain point, but as of now, I just know, like, podcasts, mental health, like, shit like that are things that I want to continue doing. And maybe one day I might even I might even dive into music. If I'm, I feel like got the little music fit going on type shit. But yeah, I might actually do that. Uh, so what is this Twitter? Um, my Twitter is literally like Chance Drive, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's the same thing as my TikTok and IG. I just don't think there's an underscore. I'm not actually 100% sure on that part. How do you grow your hair like that? Um, jeans, That that's that's one. Um, and then the second part, bro, I just keep my hair in a lot of protective hairstyles. So like you won't find my hair out like this very often because one, it doesn't grow as much. But when you actually have your hair braided, you have them in twists and stuff like that, because it's like so tight, it's kind of like pulling it out of your scalp type shit. So it does make your hair grow a lot faster. And for me, I actually take care of my hair. And it's really easy to like actually take care of your hair, moisturize and everything like that when they're in protective hairstyles. Because I know that's the reason why a lot of people's hair don't grow. It's like you'll complain about how your hair looks, but you don't do shit for your hair. 
you go to sleep and you have nothing covering your hair. You don't have a certain type of pillowcase that actually like doesn't cause too much friction. It takes the moisturizer away. It's like moisturize your hair in the morning and at night before you go to bed. Make sure you're chilling. It's like, and just take it to baby steps. You know what I mean? The, oh, this is one thing I actually even want to talk about. It's not even a question. Be realistic when you're trying to like change certain shit in your life. Like certain people like, oh, I want to, this is, I want to actually start changing my life. I want to start working out and everything like that. And then you tell yourself, well, I'm going to work five days a week. You never, you weren't even working out. You telling me you don't go to a gym at all. And all of a sudden you think I'm going to just flip a fucking switch. You're going to flip a fucking switch. You've wanted to go to the gym for a good minute, but all of a sudden you think this is the time I flip the switch and I'm just on everything. It's not going to happen like that. It's not just going to, it's not just a switch. Like thing is. When you're trying to break out of habits, you have to create new ones that would actually take that will take the spot of what you would normally do. You can't just drop some shit and then don't have nothing to like fill up the time. So for me, it's like I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to go back to the gym and be like, oh, I'm going to go back to the gym five, six days a week. That doesn't sound realistic. I'm not saying it's not possible. But the whole reason why a lot of people stop working out is because you set these expectations and you're like, I'm going to go five days a week. But last week you went three times. This week you went twice. And you're like, fuck, I can't even keep up with that. Should I even keep doing it? A lot of people don't think, oh, I'm going to adjust it. I'm going to go less. It's I can't do what I wanted to do, so I'm going to just drop it. But the whole reason why you can't do that shit is because you want it to be unrealistic and think you can just change your life like that. Like, understand, a lot of the shit that you want to add on to your life, a lot of people are trying to add it on as well. And there's a reason why not everyone is there. There's a reason why not everybody's working out every single day. There's a reason why not everybody drinks water constantly. Like, even something as basic as drinking water. There's a reason why certain people struggle to drink water consistently. It's a habit you have to develop. You can't just dive into it and think you're just going to be able to manage it. So, please, do better. Like, I realized I did that shit myself. It's like, I'm telling myself, I'm going to go five days a week to the gym. And when at the moment I couldn't make five days, I stopped. But when I told myself, ah, let's actually just go two, three days a week. It became so convenient for me because I had so much time and I offered my, and that's the part that I think matters, offering yourself flexibility. When you're like trying to change certain habits you have or anything like that, offer yourself flexibility. Because I told myself I'm only going to go to the gym two, two, three times a week, right? There are times where I have four days that I can go to the gym. On that day where I have it free, I go. Now, all of a sudden, I went four times a week, but I told myself two, three times. And then there's a day where there's no school. I can go five days a week. The whole point is like it builds up and the more it becomes a habit, the more you actually want to do it. That's why it's a habit. It's something you do consistently and you actually fuck with it. But yeah, that's, that's a little tips and tricks for y'all type shit. I had to use that shit and I had to realize it because I'm not that person that can just flip a switch and then everything just changes. A lot of us think we can do it. But it's one of those advices that I always got from my AP. Um, what class was this? AP computer science class. He would always tell me it's like a lot of people think you're just going to go out into this world and at a certain point, whenever you want something, you tell yourself, oh, you know what? I've been doing something like this all my life, but all of a sudden, because I want it or because I want to make that change, it's just it's just going to happen. He told me, it's like, you're constantly going to have to work on that shit and apply the effort and consistency that it requires. And there's also a part where you have to be honest with yourself. Be honest about what it is that you can actually be capable of. Because the more you we don't accomplish some shit or the more you fail at it, at times if you're not motivated enough, that it's not motivation. It becomes something that takes away your motivation. Can you come to Jersey? Um, 
Desiree, I'm not sure that I will come to Jersey. I'm not. I'm not 100% sure what the fuck is in Jersey, to be completely honest with you. If you're in Jersey, it sounds like a great place. I'm just leaving it at that. Uh, how to how to get a girl over her ex? Like, I need to know right now. How do you... This is a guy who asks this. How do you get a girl over her ex? Why are you even worried <laughs> about a girl that's not over her ex? Uh, understand something about like people being stuck on their ex. Like I know times somebody will tell you, I don't want to go back to them or anything like that. And you think that's enough reassurance that that person no longer looks at that individual in that manner. But if they are still in contact with each other and communication with each other, there is one thing you have to be cautious of, which is the whole part about familiarity. When you're used to something, part of it is easy. It's something that you're used to, so it's like, fuck it. It is what it is. A lot of the times, people will be attached to it because they already know how it works. You, that's a new individual, there's a lot of shit that they got to figure out that they don't know. But that person that they've been with, even if it's not the person that they really love or like they want to spend the rest of their life with, a lot of the times, an individual or a girl may end up choosing that toxic ex over you, even though you are actually a decent, a decent guy. But for her, it's like she knows what his love is like. Even if it's tainted, misguided, she knows a lot of this. And for you, you bring up a lot of questions, a lot of shit that she doesn't know. She's going to pick the shit that she's familiar with over the shit that she's not necessarily 100% on. Yeah, just, bro, don't, don't, don't do it. If you really are thinking to yourself, how do I get this person over this, over somebody else from their past so that I can be with them? It just won't work out for you. And the idea that you're that person that's helping her overcome that. I know at times you may think it's sweet and everything like that. But you might end up friend zoning your fucking self at the same time. And then you also attach the idea of her ex with you. Because you were the person that took care of her. that and t- Took care of that process for her. You don't want to do that shit. Let her get over him by herself. Because if she does it for you, I promise you at a certain point she'll realize maybe she still had feelings for him. Or she'll still keep questioning that shit. Body count and how important it is to you. Bro, I feel like motherfuckers in this generation, y'all are just so fucking childish when it comes to, like, sex and how y'all look at it. For me, it's like, sex means a lot of different shit for a lot of different people. For me, sex isn't always something where it's like, I care about the passionate part of it. I care about the intimacy. I'm gonna say, like, I much prefer that, and that is what I'm in love with. I'm more intrigued by it. But there are times where I have sex, and it means absolutely nothing to me. And it's, like, literally something I do where it's just, like, for fun. Like, I'm actually having fun doing this shit. And me understanding as a guy, I have that type of mindset where I can catch two, three bodies in the time span of like two, three days. If I went out to a different country or some shit and I'm like, I'm getting fucked up. I'm getting lit every single night. Me doing that, people don't look at me in any types of way. But I also understand this shit that a lot of people seem to forget is the fact that men and women are really not that fucking different. We operate differently and we try to get to certain shit a little differently But for the most part, a lot of us still want the same shit. We do the same shit. We have similar mindsets. It just looks different because society treats you a different way. So how you react to certain shit is going to be different because of how people look at you. But for me, the whole body count shit and everything like that, I have a mindset where a lot of this shit don't mean nothing to me. There could be a girl out there where sex doesn't really mean a lot to her at all. 
So there's a chance that I may come across a girl who's kind of like me, where it's like she doesn't really care. She thrives, has fun, does all the sexual shit. Single does what single wants. But when she's in a relationship, she ties it down. For me, I can't be so pressed about a body count. A girl tells me, oh, my body count is 17. And I'm like, oh, shit, you're a slut. I can't, like, I can't do that shit because, one, it's childish as shit. And it's also very fucking hypocritical to me. For me, knowing I'm somebody that I can't catch somebody with bodies like that, like it's nothing if I wanted to because I know it's easy in the options that I have. And I know for women, this is one thing that I'll always admit about women. Women always have hoes. You guys always have options. For guys, it's a little differently. Even for women that are interested by us, I still have to put a certain level of work to kind of earn that, to deserve that, to make her comfortable. For a woman, the moment you say yes to a guy, like you on your part is good to go, it is very hard for you not to find an individual out there that's like, oh, I want to put my dick inside of you. The part where you have to make a decision on them is the part where it's kind of like, oh, you got you, you have options, you got to pick out of them. But at the end of the day, for a guy, even when he has options, he still has to put a certain level amount of work in for those options. A woman can hit up a guy and be like, I want you here in five, ten minutes. If she wants if that guy wants to fuck her, he is going to pull up within five, ten minutes. You think I can just hit up a random girl that I'm interested in? This is that's the part I'm talking about. It's like not even dating or anything like that. Interested in. You think I can hit up a girl and be like, pull up in five, ten minutes. I want to fuck you. No, I can't. It just would not work. There's certain shit that works for a gender that doesn't work for the other. There, would I get a, like me being in me be like me being me, and certain people looking at me in a certain manner. Like, yes, that's where the overlap starts to happen. If I wasn't a guy that did social media and I was just a typical regular like, guy that you had, where girls doing anything with me wouldn't be a flex. Also, this is the one reason why I don't like I slow down a lot on like sexual shit with a lot of people. When you. Now it's more like I'm one of those guys that don't like dropping names. I just think it's really fucking childish for me to sit here and be like, oh, yo, I just had sex with so and so the other night. Like, why the fuck do I need to say who I had sex with? I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm not like a typical guy where it's like I'll go to my guy friends and was like, nah, your shorty was really throwing that shit back on me crazy last night. Her shit was bouncing. Like, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and try to make me seem like I'm so different. than The other guys No, I am that like I do that typical guy stuff. But. I'm not going to sit here and attach a name to it so that people can start creating their stories, narratives, and I drag somebody's name through the dirt without even meaning to do that shit. I don't do that. But I've realized because my name is very common and it's not that rare for a girl to come across me and for her one of her friends to know who I am. People start talking because it's a flex that they even talk to you. Like there are times where I'm like, I will, I will randomly talk to a girl. I'll do something with a girl. And then I talk to somebody new and they're like, oh, I know. I heard you did this with somebody. I hate you. I'm like, how do you even know? Bro, it's so fucking annoying. <laughs> Bro, like, like, what do you get out of that? I get it. I'm not going to hold you. It's like, it pisses me off because I don't like it. But I'm going to be completely honest. I am from Boston, Massachusetts. There is not a whole lot of influences there. I'm thinking to myself, if I were to do something with an influencer, even though I don't do this, an influencer, she's attractive, she's popping, has over a mil. I know a lot of people know her. I'm going to be completely honest. Do I look at it and be like, there's no way you would tell nobody you slept with an influencer that's really popping in your city? As much as I hate it, I would not sit there and run my mouth to everybody named mamas. I wouldn't do that. But I might tell a few of my guys that I, that I don't know, know her that won't really start talking and everything like that. The part that I really hate is like the whole like word getting around. 
like I'm somebody where it's like I am on social media and you see so much of me like that you have access to. But I get to con- because but that's the whole part that works on social media. I get to control what the fuck you see. So a lot of shit y'all think y'all know. It's like, no, that's just the narrative that I put up because I know it works for what I want to do and shit like that. Like there are certain times where I will literally speak on a certain topic. Don't really give a fuck about the topic, but I understand that my audience cares for it. It's all about knowing your audience and once you understand how social media shit works, you can create a narrative in people's head. People on social media are very quick to judge. And one thing I've realized about people is we try to understand shit constantly. People will see one video of you about a certain topic and another creator that you are friends with wrote about a similar shit and they start talking about y'all. Like people are always going to try to create stories and try to understand shit. If you feed them little things, you can literally create that story that they're believing. And it's just... It's a funny shit when y'all realize like how easy it is to persuade people of shit on social media. Tis for a 17 year old about to graduate soon. Um, 17 year old about to graduate. I'm gonna try to get through a lot of these. So we're gonna do like a speed round. A minute, a minute each. Okay, tips for 17 year old that's about to graduate. I think the one thing that I would say to a 17 year old that is about to graduate is college requires a lot of discipline more than anything else. Like, when I say this, I mean it. It requires discipline more than anything else. The kids who thrive in college aren't necessarily the ones who are the smartest kids. They're not the kids who are the most popular. They're not the kids who speak the most in class or anything like that. Like, yes, a lot of those, there are certain characteristics that are that make a good student. And when those people have that, you tend to succeed a little more. But the thing that I've realized about college, you need to be able to be on your shit. And handle your shit accordingly. You have so much freedom. And you have so much time to do so much. And trying to delegate your. And trying to delegate certain tasks. And certain time periods. And everything like that. Is something you have to get really used to. Once you get there. Your life will be a little easier. But if you can't. Man- time management. And discipline. Are one of those things. Where I feel like you really need. Learn how to manage your time. And be disciplined enough to tell yourself. When I got to be on my shit. When I get to thrive. And do all this other shit. But yeah, I think those that's the advice I'll give you. Learn how to manage your time really fucking quickly. And then the discipline, you'll get a lot of that from being able to literally stick yourself to schedule, to-do lists, whatever it is, a planner. Just do one of those. How do you know if a girl is actually fucking with you or not feeling you? This is the one thing I'll say for a lot of girls, right? A lot of a lot of women will be very fucking understanding if you bring up something about like, oh, I might like that. This okay. This is how I think you should bring it up if you're trying to like talk to a woman or like you're trying to tell her you like her and you're trying to figure that shit out. One, you could try to pick up on the cues how she treats you compared to every other guy. Like the little does she blush? Does she try to like hit you all the time? Is she touch you? That or this, out of that. But a lot of that, unless you really know the person, you won't be able to figure it out because you don't know if that's just their personality or if they're just trying to actually give you signs. The one thing I realized like that could work for a lot of women because they're so understanding. Literally introduce it as a conversation where I have not decided on anything yet. Where it's more like you're having a conversation with them to understand where their mind is that so that you can respect your boundaries. I realized any times that I've ever brought something like like that to a woman, it normally tended to be a good conversation that was very understanding. Because it's one of those things where it's like, okay, hey, I'm a new person in your life and I'm walking into your life. And this is the part where I'm telling you, hey, I find you very much attractive. You're a very attractive individual. But I also fuck with you as a per- like a person, like outside of everything else, outside of your looks, outside of your body. 
you let her understand that she, you find her attractive, but you appreciate her as a person. And then this is the part where it's kind of like you figure out what does that mean for you. And then you ask her that question where it's like, I want to know what's like, where is your mind at? I'm not saying I necessarily like you or anything like that, but I just want to know if that's something you're not looking forward to because I do find you attractive. I just want to set those boundaries so that doesn't happen and I don't overstep. But in case that's not something that's off the table, as I get to know you more, if things happen, they happen. But if not, I promise it's not something I'm necessarily pursuing. Bro, you introduce some shit like that to a girl, I promise you it will work. Because the thing is, guys do not take their time to explain shit. And guys are also not the most straightforward individuals. So when you come across a woman and you show her something like that, that's so different, even very and very much in the beginning. It's like something that you didn't have to, but you still chose to go above and beyond to express that to her. And the thing that you did, which a lot of women like, is the fact that you gave her a choice. Everybody likes having options. You gave her two options where it's like, is it possible? Is it something that could possibly be down the line or not? If she doesn't fuck with you or look at you in that way, she'll be like straight up like, nah. But that's smooth because you literally just told her, hey, I appreciate you as a person, your personality and everything like that is smooth. I'm willing to not overstep my boundaries. So to her, it's like she doesn't have to walk on eggshells to try to hurt your feelings. You already put on my shoulder like, yo, I'm with anything type shit. And I went to tattoo designs somehow on TikTok. Oh, guys, I'm getting, ta- I'm getting more tattoos. I'm getting a what's my left side. I'm getting a chest piece on my left side. It's going to be like, it's going to be nice. It's going to be a chest piece. And what else? I think I'm getting something either on like this arm or this arm. I still didn't figure out and I'm getting it tonight. And then the spider that I have is going to get colored in black. And <sighs> bro, I'm about to be in pain tonight. It's about to be so bad. I'm sleeping good tonight, though. It doesn't matter. I'm sleeping good. After that appointment, I'm going to sleep. Uh, how to handle long distance relationships. I talked about this in my last q and I don't do them. I'm a very touchy person. I want to be all up on you. I don't understand how people necessarily do that. It's like, how are you with someone where it's like, y'all can't cuddle, be in each other's skin, give you a little circle of kisses. I can't, bro. Like, I, I've done it when I was younger, but now that I'm realizing I have needs, and by needs, I don't even mean like anything sexual, but... Being able to sit down with you, go to a lakefront or something, like a waterfront, and just sit there and watch the sunset, listen to music together. If you smoke, like smoke weed or some shit like that, or we're just literally drinking or we're eating, like it doesn't even matter what it is that we're doing, just being able to experience those things together. Like that disconnect that gets created because of the, that distance and how far it is. I can't, my love language requires too much of that. And the distance takes a lot of it away. So I I can't, bro. What are your top five important facts you need to know about someone you're interested in before deciding to get in a relationship with them or getting married? All right, bro. Keep, keep, keep that marriage talk a little further. I have a lot of fucking time before I have to start focusing on it. I'm not a, like I think about these things because I want to make sure everything happens perfectly for it. I'm not necessarily trying to dictate how it happens, but I just know there are certain things that I want to accomplish or I want to be able to provide for my family before I get there. But we're going to go down. That's that's way later down the line. But, okay, five things. Being understanding. Those are the five most important things when I'm actually getting to know somebody. I think the very first thing is for, for someone to actually be able to be understanding. And a lot of people will tell you they're understanding, but don't even know how to actually be understanding. This idea that you're stepping into my shoes and you're looking at it from the perspective of mine, of me. Like, bro, 
the thing is, a lot of people will tell you that I am a very understanding individual. But then when they're trying to look at the situation from your perspective, they they judge it based off their personality, based off the type of mindset that they have. Like, I remember, like, it's like, oh, like, I, I know why you did it, but it's like, I, I just don't see why somebody would need to. Like, you don't need to see why somebody, you just need to see why I would. And a lot of people just don't understand that concept because they're just so stuck on I want, I'm right. Or because they're so closed-minded, they don't want to accept the fact that there's a different perspective that you, that's actually validated on your part. And because of that, I really feel like I have not came across a lot of people that were able to be understanding to me as much as I was to them. And it's just something that I need. That's like how understanding of a person you are. Um, number two, I'm ending the episode on this because this is, that is requiring a lot of fucking thinking. Uh, <laughs> oh, are you family oriented? That is a big one for me. Like if you're like if you're somebody who's not family oriented, I don't want you. I'm not saying you need to be that person that's looking towards a big family or anything like that. But just this idea that you have a people that you consider your family. And you are willing to do anything for those people to see them happy. Because I'm such a family-oriented individual where I've grown up around a tight-knit family where everybody's like, our decisions actually affected each other. It wasn't one of those families where it's like, oh, you do you and I'll do me. It's like, nah, you start messing up at your job. The <laughs> Your income is affecting what's happening in this crib. You're normally supposed to do this for me. Now you're not doing it. When you don't get, when you're not good with mother, she acts a certain way towards us. So it's like a lot of those things kind of like combined for it, right? So for me, for someone who's not family oriented, and I know what a family means for me down the line, how much I want to have this family and how much I care for that, to be honest, there would just, us not being able to share that excitement for our future family or the people around us, or you not being able to understand why I constantly put up with bullshit from my family no matter what. I want someone who's capable of relating to that because I think it really matters to me. And I also want an individual that comes into my life and you actually care about the family that I have because you understand how much it means to me. But yeah, that's 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 a big one. Uh, three, 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 three. Oh, I know a lot of guys tend to be very scared of this and everything like that. But for me, the one thing that I really want in a woman is for you to be independent. The thing is, when I'm dating or I'm actually taking somebody seriously, and it's not just about sex or fun or anything like that. It's about building that intimacy, building that bond, and creating this relationship that we actually are willing to invest everything in. For me, it's I need to know that you're a person where it's like you're very independent. You're constantly going to go off for the things that you want. You're not willing to take no's from people. You're not waiting on someone to do this shit for yourself. I want myself a breadwinner, somebody who can like somebody who's just capable of doing things on their own. I've realized the fact that when I'm with someone and they need me, I get attached to this idea that I'm capable of making someone happy by providing. But a lot of that will be materialistic things and everything like that. And that's some shit that I really struggle with. So for me, I want to be with someone where we're not dependent on each other. Like, yeah, if you need something, you know, I'm always have you. But this idea that, oh, if I can't do this, oh, Chance must definitely be able to help me. Like, nah, like, if you're struggling with some shit, like, I want to see you figure it out. Like, believe it or not, you don't understand how happy it makes me when I'm with someone. And I see them struggling with some shit, but they're keeping up with it. Like, that perseverance, that mode, like, that consistency, like, 
it's just something that I love because I'm not going to hold you. Because at times, I understand that I'm an individual that requires a little extra push, a little extra motivation to get through things. Knowing that my partner could do that for me because she's so independent and is probably always going to be on her shit. I'm not saying this person has to be successful, but just this idea that you got shit figured out yourself or you understand how certain shit works. Because I know so many women that are like... Or so many people in general will be like in their late 20s, but you don't even know the first thing about filing your own taxes. Like, that's embarrassing. Like, I don't mean to bring you down or anything like that, but if you are one of those peoples, make this a reality check. You can't be so fucking grown and still have that same childish ass mindset that you once did, where it's like, oh, people are doing shit for me, so I'm chilling. This idea that you're constantly going to just have people there that are going to do shit for you. I hate that shit. And I, I don't like people that are constantly taking handouts. We'll call that a pet peeve. Not even one part of the top three things. I hate. Like, it's not like I look at people like, are oh, you bad for accepting things? I'm not saying that. But for, but for me to actually be with an individual that constantly takes and takes and takes. For me, when you're somebody who's very caring and you prioritize the people around you a lot. You need to learn how to say no or how to not require certain shit out of people just because you know they can do it for you. Because in my opinion, part of that becomes a little manipulative. You know that even if, because at times you'll ask somebody for certain shit once you start getting so used to it and you know they'll do you that favor even if they don't really want to do it. Like if I think this, I could ask my boy for something, like you'll slide me $50 and he probably only has $150 and he's about to take a girl on a date, but he's like my brother. I know he would give me that $50 and try to make whatever he can with that $100 on his date. But I wouldn't ask him that because I understand the position that I'm putting him in and the fact that I'm making him sacrifice something for me. That's the reason why I don't like handouts because when you're somebody who accepts a lot of handouts, it means you don't have that part. Like there's a part of your, there's a part of your mindset that, that you have, that I have that you just don't have. And the fact that it's not an equal exchange is just something that I'm not willing to do. The fact that I go above and beyond and I think about what, it, how it would affect them. But for you, all you think about is, I need this, so I'm going to just ask for it. That part, I don't fuck with it. And I'm not going to hold you. I am always going to be a little... Like my take on this is always going to not be a little problematic per se, but I'm always going to lean on one side more than the other. I'm somebody that doesn't like people necessarily doing things for me. The moment I know... I suffer so much for people, and I am the type of person that I am because... I know that I have not came across another person that can provide the things for me that I do for my friends. So me being that person to everyone else, and then I realize you can't be that person to me, I don't want you. Because that means I'm constantly going to be able to give you something, or I'm constantly going to always put you above me, and for you, it's all about you. But yeah, I don't like people that accept handouts. It freaks me out because it's like, I don't understand how you're so comfortable people doing so much shit for you. I respect people. I don't judge people, but that's just a mindset. That's just something that I just can't grasp or comprehend. Now, if there's not a funny question down this line, chance. Oh, wow. This was in all caps. <laughs> chance. I don't care what you saying. All I said in that video was literally just give me some topics. My fault. I guess I was so much chance. I don't care what you're saying. The head I would give you is to you is just wow. Like if I could cut my mouth off and ship it to you, I would. That sounds like Cam. Like, 
I don't know if I'm okay with that. I don't know if that would even work. But I appreciate the fact that you would want to pleasure me that bad to give part of yourself up. Like, I think that's a lot of love. Um, advice on losing virginity. A, a lot of y'all are losing y'all virginities. I feel like I get a virginity question every time. And I get part of my following is like, y'all are like the 17 to 19, where it's like, for a lot of women, it's like, your first time happens between like 15, 18-ish, I'll say. So I get that. But tips on this is going to be the same shit. Make sure somebody you're comfortable with. Don't have to... Don't set your expectations too high and try your hardest not to attach emotions to sex unless it's somebody you've actually been with where it's like y'all dated and sex wasn't even part of the conversation. It's just something you guys chose to do because I don't want you to come across a guy that has hidden agendas where he actually brought up sex and he told him to wait and he's like, ah, fuck it. But the whole time he was just playing you to get what he wants and he bounces. A lot of women experience that shit, but for a virgin, where it's like your first time, your first experience with shit, I don't want you to fuck it up that much for yourself to the point where you don't actually even want to indulge in that moving forward. I think sex is a great thing. If you understand how to manage it and how to respect your body, I think you should, it's not something you should necessarily be scared of, but I, I also will say put a lot of value in your body and the people that you do come across. But at the end of the day, decision is yours and yours to make. It's your fucking body. I can't tell you what the fuck to do with it. And this is a woman that asked this. I'm a man. I can't tell you what the fuck to do with it. I can, I can advi- give you advice when it's needed, but at the end of the day, it is your choice on what it is that you want to do. The role of a 21st century woman in her household. That's the last one. But uh, the role of a 21st woman, a woman in a 21st century household. I don't think there's necessarily even a role in because I feel like because of like the feminist movement and then social media backing it up and a lot of women realizing it's like, hey, like my voice actually matters. I feel like there are so much of those movements and there's so many campaigns that push that push those movements. So a lot of women are kind of like seeing like, hey, this person is being independent. She She's a billionaire. She actually made it. She's a social media influencer. She's doing it. There's somebody in OnlyFans. They don't care what nobody else has to say. They're, pro- they're using their body however they please because they're comfortable with it. I think there's so much more that women are accessible that women have accessible to them where it's like this is what you can be. Instead of just the typical traditional mindset a lot of people have where it's like, oh, you get with a man, you make sure you know how to cook, clean, and everything like that, he'll provide the income. Now it's one of those things where it's like I feel like a lot of women in this century, you get to just pick who you are. Like that your role is what it is that you whatever you please. If a woman is someone who's making a lot of money and everything like that, you will come across a guy who's okay with that. Because this is not a thing that's so rare and out of the blue and un, like that's or, like that's ordinary for them. So it's like, yeah, I think it's just I, that's the whole reason why I actually fuck with it. The whole like feminist movement and everything like that, because I do want somebody who's very independent. That's not waiting for me to take care of them. And those movements are empowering a lot of women to believe that this is something that they can actually do. And the fact that this is something that's a conversation, something that's common and everything like that. I really fuck with it. But yeah, I just want to say thank you very much. Uh, the 20th episode will be live. I don't know if we're even going to fully actually use this, so keep it saved. I just want to say I really appreciate you guys. And next week, actually, if we drop it this week, then we can keep this part in. Actually, I say fuck it. Yeah, they deserve something good for the 20th episode. And this was a long one. And they still get the special still. So yeah, it doesn't matter. We'll drop it. <laughs> I just want to appreciate you guys and say thank you. Um, This wasn't necessarily the 20th episode. We'll call it 19A or 19B. 
even though it's going to count as the 20th episode, but we'll, but the actual 20th episode special is going to be next week. And it's going to be a live stream. And we're going to try to do that live stream from Tuesday. And we're going to do that anywhere from 11 to 1 p.m. On my Instagram, you're going to have that confirmed. Chance underscore strive. I will put up a poll every single day to make a reminder of it. And then, yeah, the episode is going to be live stream on YouTube. And you guys literally will be able to ask me questions live on the spot. And to make sure that you guys are entertained outside of just the questions, I'm going to have different segments focusing on different things. So that way you guys get a show and then you get a Q&A at the end of it. Or in between at the beginning of it. Whatever whoever's watching wants to do. But yeah, I just want to say I really appreciate you guys. Be amazing, be beautiful, and I'd up with some more. And remember, stay great. <laughs>